0: Welcome to the Autism Grown-Up Podcast, a podcast to help you wherever you are to begin with adulthood in mind. I'm Dr. Tara Regan, an autism researcher, coach, and big sister to two adult brothers on the autism spectrum. For the last 10 years, I've helped people on the autism spectrum, their families and professionals from around the world navigate their day-to-day lives and work. And in that time, I've watched countless smart, brave, and capable people feel overwhelmed, underprepared, and totally stressed out by the cliff after high school. I believe that we can build our own bridges to adulthood and that you don't have to settle for just getting by. That's why each week I'm here to help guide and support you as you create or help create a life and work experience that actually nurtures and develops your potential and you the autistic adult in your life's potential through knowing yourself, strategies, and support. for joining us today in episode four we'll be talking about using peer strategies in the classroom and ways to generalize that to the home and community so we'll be talking about the types of peer strategies you can use tips to implementing so everybody benefits and ways to generalize across settings I hope you're having a great summer thus far. Uh, Speaking of summer, I am starting a summer series, uh, which are a series of blog posts in addition to podcast episodes just on these upcoming Thursdays, all about getting you to think about your plans for the summer and strategies to help you and your autistic child and your family have a great summer. I know lots of us, once we are in the middle of the summer, we tend to get to this point, and also our kids most often get to this point of, what do we do next? I know a big question that a lot of parents ask this time of year is, uh, what are some ways that we can plan for the summer? Or what are some things that we can do as a family? What are some activities my child can do while at home? And that's what this series is devoted to. So each upcoming Thursday, Starting today, I'm going to be sharing some ideas, tips, strategies for you to help plan out your summer, establish routines at home through the use of a visual schedule and other types of autism-based strategies for you to use at home, and also help you feel like you're keeping your child engaged this summer, keeping them engaged and having fun, but also in thinking about learning and academics, because summer slide is real, (laughs) y'all. When our kids get back to school, there is often a lot of relearning that needs to happen when they get back to school. So for parents who are concerned about that, I've got some tips for you about that later on this summer. So I'm very excited about this first one. It is Five steps to help. This is also a blog post that you can check out on my website, AutismGrownUp slash blog, and you can find these tips there as well as the links to websites I mentioned. So let's get into it. As we know, summertime is here, which means that the school year has wrapped up or is wrapping up depending on where you live and when you're listening to this, and summer is already starting to heat up on us. So speaking of summer, your autistic child may or may not be spending the summer at home, and at this moment in time, you may be thinking of any or all of these questions: What's next for my child? What are they going to do this summer? How can we make sure to balance fun and having an easygoing summer? Also, we want to travel. How are we going to accomplish this? I also wanted to make a special note for those of you listening to this post in the middle of August or any other time later on in the summer that any of these strategies are applicable at any time really. You can take the time to just make sure that they happen at any point during the summer. I also wanna take note of some common problems that arise once the summer is in full motion. Like we'll often start off strong with the excitement that the school year is finally over. Our kids especially are very excited that the school year is over. Um, they may celebrate with sleeping in, enjoying video games, watching videos on YouTube. And then that's when we start seeing the meltdowns appear. And I know this all too well myself. <laughs> uh, for each summer when my brothers were out of school, we had this great moment of just enjoying the summer for the first couple weeks or so. Uh, they quickly made... Uh, watching videos on their iPad, a part of their routine, and if we didn't make any adjustments to to the schedule early enough, any changes to their routine became especially harder to accomplish and did result in a lot of challenging moments and meltdowns. So I understand and I absolutely encourage you to encourage your child to enjoy their summer, but do know that they need some structure, some consistency, and a meaningful routine at home. So you may, of course, also want to go on one or many vacations or trips or even visits out in the community or have other people come visit you. And these can sometimes, however, pose a challenge for your child on the spectrum and your family as a result. So today I'm just gonna get into these five steps to help you plan for the summer and make it a fun and great one for your child on the autism spectrum and your family as a whole. So step one is map out the summer. So grab a calendar and outline your plans for the summer. You can also include opportunities for routines, like on Wednesdays we go to the library. In the afternoons we go to the pool. We're going to go see family on this day. You'll also want to list the times and days you want to go on vacation and include the travel time it takes to get there as well as include events that are happening around town. Like maybe you want to go see fireworks as a family on the 4th of July if you live in the United States. So also keep this calendar in a central location in your home. This would ideally be a high visibility and traffic area at home or in a spot that your child can frequently check in on. For us, it's just putting it on magnets on a... On the front of our fridge, and that's an easy space for us to see and check in on every morning. And then I would recommend you go over it frequently with your child and let them know that's there. I would even, if you feel like this is needed, maybe create a routine of checking in on the calendar in the morning so they can see what events are coming up. And I also find that this is also great to have for the end of the summer so they can see when the first day of school is approaching. This can help ease their anxiety when it comes to thinking about school. And that way, they know it's coming in the future, and they can work with you to prepare for that. This was something we realized with one of my students when he saw that school was fast approaching. We even got together to create a summer bucket list of things he wanted to do before the end of the summer. And we just put that back on the calendar, and that really, really helped him transition back to school. This is also a great idea for those of you who have a child who may get anxious, like one of my brothers, when they see school come back into their day-to-day picture. So you may want to just show the calendar on a month-by-month basis, whatever you think would work best for your child and your family. So I also have a pro tip tip. So have a family meeting and talk about what everyone wants to do this summer as you're creating this calendar. Involving your child in summer planning gives them a seat at the table, maybe literally if you're doing this at the table, when it comes to making summer plans, and you may get some great and surprising answers from them about what they want to do this summer also increasing their ownership of ideas and plans for the summer also increases their motivation for some of the not so fun events also helps ease the summer blues for when school returns all right moving on to step two figure out the prep time So you know what amount of time is perfect for priming or preparing your autistic child for an upcoming event. Determine what strategies you'll need to do so. Do you need to show a video of the event or location, like showing them what a plane ride looks like if they haven't been on a plane before, or they just need a reminder of what the plane ride could look like? So in that way, you can also preview the schedule that you'll have with them. I would also suggest creating a visual support to show a countdown to when they're going somewhere, when they're going on vacation or when they're going to camp, if they're going to a camp. And also send one with them when they come back from camp. That's such like a great lucky opportunity if you're able to send your child to camp or that is an option for y'all. For step three, keep a backup list. There are almost Always be moments of unstructured time and waiting, especially when you are traveling and it is just part of the day during the summer. Uh, however, individuals on the autism spectrum may have difficulty with unstructured time, waiting, and even leisure time and figuring out what they want to do. And just like a lot of us, boredom isn't a particularly fun feeling to have. And when they're feeling bored, they may or not be sure of what to do to communicate their boredom and what they would like to do to change it so you can create a list of things that they like to do maybe you can do this together with them and this is such a great way to have in your back pocket for whenever there is a moment of waiting maybe you all are doing like all your dental and doctor's visits the summer and you have to wait in the waiting room for a long period of time, bring this list with you. Bring it when you're traveling. Bring it when you know you all have a rainy day afternoon. This is a great thing to that will come in handy. So we like to build in choices in our visual schedules with my brothers and including even snacks. So Tyler has different types of options throughout his day of different activities he wants to do. And also with snack food too, because that is also something we're trying to encourage is more of a healthy alternative or option for him to choose from, especially once he can still of course have his chips for the day and maybe a soda, but also maybe getting apples in and other types of fruits that he does like or wants to expand on. So to vary up foods he likes to eat, like chips, tortilla chips, Cheetos, you get the picture here. You may have, this may sound very familiar for you. With healthier alternatives like apples, bananas, grapes, even banana chips has been like a nice alternative because that's adjacent to what Tyler likes to eat chips so the banana chip crunchiness has been something he's gotten into. Step four is create a visual schedule. So a visual schedule is a form of visual supports. I've included a link to another post that I've written on this topic which describes how visual supports are an evidence-based practice in autism that has been proven effective for individuals on the spectrum across all ages really. They help learners. Side note, I like how they use the word learner. It's just like so lifespan broad. It's not just focused on students and kids, but across the lifespan, like I said, to help us and help them process information easier and more quickly. So this kind of fits really nicely with the characteristics of autism, which we know include challenges in social interactions, communication, and they also have restricted interests and repetitive behaviors that play into this too, Um, and that they often struggle when an adult provides verbal instructions of what to do or what will happen next. However, individuals on the spectrum have strengths in visual detail processing and visual search skills. Research has shown this, and Especially when compared to their typically developing peers. So by visually presenting this information in the form of a visual schedule, your child may be able to process information more easily and more quickly. So overall I find that this can help. We can find that a visual can A visual schedule can help your child increase their understanding of expectations, and it helps provide support between activity transition, helps them picture out their day and what's coming up next. And there are a variety of different visual schedules that you can use depending on the needs of your child. For example, you can show a checklist of information, like they may be seeing a whole day schedule or a half day schedule or a first then, which is just few activities, and then present the schedule through whatever means that you find would be helpful for them based on their reading level and their their interests and things that help them comprehend a situation easier. So you can use icons, you can use pictures or photos, or even written words, of course. And this is also great because you can create it with your child. So something pretty nifty about a visual schedule is, I know lots of parents may have heard about this through school or through their reading and autism, but I find that there isn't really resource to help them make a visual schedule that's completely customizable that they can use at home. So that's exactly what I did here. I have a link on the blog post as well as the podcast episode show notes that you can just click and you can download this resource for you to get started on this visual schedule. I love visual schedules. I cannot praise them enough. I use this with my clients and my students, even when we're out in the community as well. And when you're out in the community or moving across the house, you can make the visual schedule portable. And you can take it outside of the house even. And also you can make it an extremely simple thing too. It doesn't need to be this whole laminated, pretty process that lots of teachers tend to make it look like or lots of other people make it look like, but you can make it so simple, easy to adjust based on what's going on in the circumstances, the context, and the setting, just as long as it is clear in communicating what's going on now and what's next, and ultimately what's expected from your child when you're using a visual schedule. So step five, the final step, Use the schedule. I cannot stress it enough. The visual schedules can help you so much this summer. By creating a customized visual schedule for your child and consistently using it across the day or even just focusing starting on a routine can help make the difference in a number of ways. It can also make the summer go a lot easier for you, for them, and for your family. And you can use the visual schedule Across everything, every type of setting, every type of routine, when you're on vacation, you can use the fair. when you're going to the movies, or if you find that getting ready in the morning is really difficult, that is a great time to kind of just break down the tasks of what your child needs to do to get ready in the morning, and away you go. That's also such a great resource for when the school year gets back going again and can help you get your child set into a routine again before before the school year, or during this. So, and that's it for today's episode. These are my five steps to help you plan for a fun, successful, and hopefully peaceful summer for you, your child on the spectrum, and your family. So now I'm curious from you, what are your summer plans for this summer, and what are some ways that you are planning those out so it can be successful for your family? I'd love to hear from you on the post, or you can email me at... Hello at AutismGrowingUp.com, or you can join our Facebook community and share there. I'm excited to hear what you think about this episode and this post, as well as what you think of future episodes in this summer series, because next week's episode is going to be focused on activities and things you can do during summer break to keep things lively, engaging, and fun for your child on the spectrum so they're not just inside all day on the right you know? <laughs> So much for listening. For show notes, resources from this episode, and more free help with adulthood, head over to our website at autismgrownup.com/podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, help others find us by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts apps or by sharing the show with a friend. We'll be back next week with even more Autism Grown Up topics. one more thing. Whether you are an autistic adult, family member, or professional, I've got some workshops Curated blog reading lists, downloadable tools, and many other resources to help you and the autistic adult in your life prepare and get a job, prepare for college, navigate the adult service system, and figure out adulting. These are all the things that I've found in my research and working with families and professionals that will help you succeed in adulthood. So if you are ready to create a successful adulthood experience, you can text the letters A, G, U to 555-888, and you can get immediate access to our adulthood starter kits. Check this out. Share this with your friends. I would love to hear from you and what's helping, how you're using it, how's it going? You can also follow up with that same number again to get in contact with me. Again, if you text the letters A, like autism, G, like grown, and U, like up, to 555-888 i